Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. I'm your co-host, Till. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void. I, I have much to scream about, but the void has nothing to do with it. But neither do various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. You know, it's been this... I might have mentioned this in the past. Uh-huh. But I'm just noticing right now in my notes where I have the podcast intro that I read from, just yep. in case I forget it. Yep. I spelled disadvantage wrong. Good job. You know what word I can never spell right that I should be able to spell right? Because I've seen I've it. I've got one of me of my own, too, once you say yours. Initiative. I really? always fuck it up. Really? Yeah. Always fuck it up. I always forget an I. Huh. Not the, not the first I, I'm assuming. No. No, like the fourth one. There's like five I's in there. Initiative. I think I missed the... Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of fucking I's in there. Yeah. I always misspell separate. Oh. I know in my mind how to spell it, right? Yeah. S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. Done. I think it's because I always grew up saying separate. I say separate, so I spell it that ah, way, right? And ah, it's yep. always, no matter what, yep. it's always fucking wrong. So I have, I'm going to correct it right now. Disadvantage. Yeah. There we go. The DD podcast, we're playing DD. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to start with the question on, I'm assuming, everyone's mind. What did you think of Mortal Kombat? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, never, I didn't really put anything into the chat because I didn't want to start a thing. I enjoyed it. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I thought that it was uh, an interesting, like, I think that people expected it to be one thing and it wasn't, um, you know, they're really trying to start a franchise from, and instead of just making a movie called Mortal Kombat about Mortal Kombat. So they wanted to introduce characters. They wanted you to have background on those characters. They wanted you to have background on what Mortal Kombat is introduction to various realms and stuff. I, it was definitely a movie that was made for people that aren't, that never played the games. Like, that's what I got out of it. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, okay. Is it fair to say, before I respond, is it fair to say that you are a generous movie critic? No, I hate a lot of movies. What's a movie you, like, just hate? Uh, I There are some movies that I hate that the wor- that are literally, like, no one hates them, but I somehow have found ways to hate them because they piss me off. Uh, I hate Avatar. Fucking okay. hate it so much. Sure. Uh, hate Inception. Fucking whoa, whoa. Hate that movie so much. What? Yeah. That's such a good movie. I know. And I'm like, I get from a making a film aspect, yes, it is good, but the plot is so convoluted, just be convoluted. I hate it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could see that criticism, but I just rewatched that recently and boy, it's a good movie. I know you did. And I didn't say anything. You, I let you have your moment. Okay. I, you've been live tweeting a lot of things. I've been letting yeah, it go. If people want my opinion on Mortal Kombat. I did tweet it. It is not a good movie. Um, so it is. yeah, I, I almost responded, but I didn't want to start the original thing. Mortal Kombat is better. Uh, I beg to differ wholeheartedly. I don't know. It's, it's fine. And it's fine. You can have your opinion. They literally, I, this movie, they were like, they literally spoilers Mortal Kombat. Give everybody a second. You know, come back in thirty seconds. Raiden literally just teleported people to fight each other at the end of it. Yeah. Why weren't we just teleporting them off fucking cliffs to start? Excellent question. Yeah. Because Raiden doesn't. Because and I can answer that very quickly. Raiden is a lawful good character. He got, he's, he's not. He's clearly not because he, he got involved. He doesn't break the rules. He broke the rules. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. He did not intentionally. He put people in equal positions. He would not teleport someone off a cliff because that's unfair. Not an equal position when you teleport two people to fight one person. What? Yeah. Eventually, 
Sonia and guy we don't oh, care about oh, were together oh, to fight a person. Oh, I, I just assume she somehow found her own way. You know, everything was equal, and then she just showed up at the end. That that I mean, wait, wait. The fact that she somehow got her, her arcana in like a minute, like yes, that entire thing was stupid. They just did it to do it. I yeah. I'm not saying it was a great movie. I'm not saying that it was you know the next Citizen Kane. I'm saying that. It was fine for what it was. It was I'm the start give of a franchise. The original Mortal Kombat, like a 5.7, and this one is like a 5.1 at best. I personally, and I don't know, you know, I actually enjoy Mortal Kombat lore and oh, such. Oh, totally love it. Um, but I don't know if you ever saw back, back, you know, moons ago, many moons ago, there was a, uh, a YouTube pilot episode for a Mortal Kombat show, and I believe it starred. Michael Jai White or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, look it up. It's like 20 minutes long. He plays Jax um, and uh, he's going through. And essentially the entire thing is the world sucks and it's full of horrible like murderers with like supernatural powers. And like all the bad guys are smart. Like Baraka is just a fucking doctor that mutilated himself and threw ar- knives in his fucking arms. And uh, you know, uh, reptile is just a dude that had a horrible. Why can't skin we condition. do reptile well? That's my fucking question. Well, probably because I mean, if you actually think about Mortal Kombat, all of the ninjas—Scorpion, Sub Zero, Smoke—yeah, Rain—they're the same guy just with different colored garb. I'm not disputing so, the garb. I'm not saying garb. So reptile, what do I why think, is always Reptile just a monster that dies? Because I think they want to differentiate him from Scorpion and Sub-Zero, who are the main guys, the main ninjas. That's why. All right. My final thing that I'll say on it, and you can respond as you see fit, is that the fight choreography was also better in the first one than in this one. The, oh. Aside from the opening sequence, which was great, the rest of the fights were really underwhelming. Yeah, right. Well, they were. Name one that was great. Name a really good fight in the movie. I, they were all pretty good. Not really. Uh, I, you know, um, even the MMA fight to start off was pretty good. Ah, okay, I forgot about that. That was actually a good um, MMA fight. That did that did a pretty good job. But yeah, I mean, I I think you're, I think you're having a bit of romantic nostalgia for the first movie. I'm, I'm accounting for that. I'm accounting okay. for that. Because like, obviously, you don't remember the scene where. You know, Sub-Zero was just making a big, like, aura of cold, and Liu Kang just threw a bucket of water through it to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was, oh, the scene where uh, Johnny Cage did the splits and punched Goro in the dick. (laughs) Like, I really think you're remembering that movie as something much better than it was. that's the kind of shit that makes it a good movie. Okay, well, so you like... Like Kano? Kano is what made this one watchable because of his silly, <laughs> dumb shit. Kano was great. I loved when Kano. when Liu Kang kept sweeping the leg. Yeah, that was a that's classic. That's what makes that's, it that's a, a good. That's those yeah. are the good things. That's, that's the shit joke. I want. That's exactly that an that's an inside joke. joke. So you just wanted a nostalgia bomb. That's all you wanted. That's you not a nostalgia want a bomb. That's an inside yeah, joke is. thing. That that's a nostalgia bomb for anyone that played Mortal Kombat one and swept the leg a hundred times to kill somebody. <laughs> All right, that was my final thought. I didn't think the yeah. fight sequences were choreographed well. Okay. Anywho, welcome to our podcast about Mortal Kombat and Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Mortal Dragons is what it's called. Dungeon Combat. 
I don't know. Dungeon combat. I'm works. actually I'm actually happy that we're talking about something else because I'm about to be miserable when we start this fucking actual podcast. I uh okay, so well, let's move into it. We're gonna talk about uh Storm King's Thunder. Yeah. Which is about giants. Yeah. This is an adventure for level five to eleven. It's sure. And I will call it an adventure. It is it's, it is pretty well encapsulated. It's five to ten. Um if you skip chapter one, otherwise it's one to ten. But yeah, go ahead. It's fi- it's design it's five to eleven. You'll get to eleven. You'll get you will be a level eleven if you survive. Yeah, if the you end. live, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you can start at level one, but there's just a whole chunk at the beginning that's like, whatever. To get you to level five to actually play the adventure. Yes, yeah, so those things are fine. Those are just little mini quests. There's so much in this book that is completely and utterly irrelevant that it pissed me off. Uh, irrelevant as in what? As in you don't do it. You literally like if you start at level five, you skip chapter one, and then chapter three, you're gonna do maybe. Two things out of the massive fuck you that is chapter three, and then you're only going to do one chapter between five and nine. No, between five yeah, and nine. Five, yeah. and five and nine. Like, yeah. So much of this book just doesn't happen. What the fuck's the point? It allows for replayability, sir. Oh my god. Oh well, it doesn't doesn't because the end is the same no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So if the, the end varied, like in um, uh, Out of the Abyss, like if you ch- could choose which demon you fight at the end or something like that, that could be at least something different and unique. No matter what you do in this, you're fighting the same person at the end. So the basic premise is giants are angry. Oh, but they give you a huge long introduction to explain why. Dude, if There's you... A- fucking history if lesson you can incorporate that information into the story it is really cool it's great. really cool great show me the dm that does it so there's a hierarchy of giants i think a lot of us know this right hill yes. giants at the bottom yes. storm giants at the top <clears throat> that hierarchy was established by their god the ordining established uh, of their gods yes their, their god they, they're polytheistic whatever no, because the one d- giant god shatters the ordning and says, listen. Yes, the the All-Father is the chief god, yes. The hierarchy's over. We're done. Because he, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he thinks they've been lulled into complacency yeah. as their, like, position in the world. Yep. So every giant type is trying through various means and methods, which I find hilarious, to become top dog. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the storm giants are kind of infighting. Mm-hmm. You know the sto- the king of the giants, this, uh, the the storm king. Uh, what's his fucking name? Why am I forgetting? Oh, him? it's it's somewhere in line fifty something. Give me S- a yeah. Uh, no, no. He's King Nath- Hecaton Nathak or something. Hecaton. King yeah, Hecaton. He's been in charge, but somebody killed his wife, so he's fucking Audi five thousand. His evil daughters are fighting amongst themselves. One of them has taken charge. They're not evil. They're evil. They're being influenced. They're evil. They're not. They're being influenced. They're evil. Like, a lot of it is they are... It's the classic tale of somebody on the inside doing some fucked up shit and turning people against each other. So, hold on. Yeah, you drink that White Claw, bitch. White Claw, baby. Claw's Law. Um, there used to be... See, this is the information that I wish like we could somehow incorporate into the adventure. There used to be, like, a whole kingdom of giants. They were in charge of shit. They yeah. ruled a massive area. Giant kingdom. It was great. Mm-hmm. This was really before the little people kind of covered the world. They were there, but they weren't populous. Yeah. Then they get into a fight with dragons. 
Dragons are like the mortal enemy of giants, apparently. They hate each other. Which I didn't really remember that. Me either. I I know that mountain giant, uh, not yeah, like like cloud giants uh, and storm giants fight dragons because they're in the same area. Because they're in the same area, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember like hill, like I don't remember fire giants and red dragons being mortal enemies. No, me either. <clears throat> so, so they're duking it out. Yeah. And eventually, excuse me, they all they're defeated and kind of pushed back, and humanity kind of takes over the world. It's very much like uh, Hellboy 2, that that kind of thought, where things used to be magical and wonderful and awesome, and then humanity fucked everything up and took over. We're just here. We're here. So that's where we start. We start with the the giants of their various stripes. are They have their own little quests, basically. Meanwhile, the storm giants are all in a kerfuffle mm-hmm. because they've been infiltrated. And you, the players arrive at a town that is recently, like right then, under attack by Are we starting at chapter two right now? I'm skipping. I, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about chapter okay. one? Okay, so no. Chapter one is just basic D&D. Goblins, orcs, fight. Period. But the one, the only thing, the only cool thing that comes out of chapter one is that you meet the giant wizard and his flying castle. Dude. Talk about wanting cool magic shit in your game. A friendly cloud giant floating in on his magical <coughs> his magical tower that looks like it has a wizard's hat on it mm-hmm. and giving you a ride. Yep. Primo. Primo. Love it. That's the kind so of magic good. shit you play D&D for. So good. <laughs> I'm um, a big fan of the, that. The one other thing that, before we get into the actual book, the way that I knew that this entire book was going to be mostly unnecessary was the flow chart in yeah. the introduction yeah describing how this entire thing is going to go, go back to and one. and how it just skips so much shit it's like they're level five here they're level six here they can do one of five things they're going to become level eight and then they're moving on it's like Oh, so you're not going to do all the things. You're just going to do one of the, like, whereas, you know, in the temples of elemental evil, you had to do all the things, you know, you would do them in different orders and you'd have to like fight different people in different places, but ultimately you would do everything. Um, in this, that is not the case. This is by far the most optional of optional adventures I've ever seen. Yeah. So you look at the flow chart, which I, I do love the flow chart. It's very well illustrated. Yes. Chapter one and chapter two. Well. Cool. Chapter two splits into like three paths which, in essence, do not matter. Back to chapter three. Into chapter four. Chapter four splits. You could go anywhere. It depends on what you did in chapter two, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to go fight hill giants. You're going to fight stone giants. You're going to fight frost giants or fire giants or cloud giants. You're picking one of those. And no matter which one you pick, you're going to end up going to fight storm giants. And then from there, you're either going to chase down a bad guy or go find the king and then chase down a bad guy. We'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, but just before we get there, just have in the back of your mind, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, which type of giant are you choosing to fight since you have the choice? Hill giants. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, oh, if, if I get to choose between which giant I fight, it's like, oh, you know what? Those there cloud giants are real assholes. I'm level eight. I can take them all. So... Early on, this is kind of determined by which town you save, more or less. Like, Okay, cool. Which town are you going to? I don't remember which one is affected by what now. 
Okay, uh, I got your back. Golden Field was attacked by Hill Giants. Golden Fields is Hill Giants. Tribor was attacked by not the Stone Giants, Fire right? Giants, Fire Giants. Was Bryn Shander right? a Stone Giants? Bryn Shander were Frost Giants. Frost Giants. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's they're right. up yes. in yes. the yes. Icewind Dale. Um. So you know, if I have a choice, if I know which one is where, fucking gonna go to Golden Fields. Okay. No. Let Let me describe. Let me Let's describe the towns. So Bryn Shander is in Icewind Dale. It's one of the ten towns. So fuck that. Fucking freezing. You should probably have an. Ex- expectation of what to get there golden fields is just a farming community easy enough lovely nothing nothing too crazy there and then um uh tribor is uh open fields o- open fields again farming you might so be those familiar two... with tribor if you played lost minds of fandelver because the tribor trail you take the tribor is trail. right near there um golden fields is the only one that doesn't pop up in any other adventure so far so that's the only one you wouldn't be familiar with right i mean Obviously, I'm not going to Bryn Shander. Going to Golden Fields or Tribor. One of those. Yeah. So you're so Golden Fields. Uh, the defense actually sounds fun. That's the one that I would ru- like to run as a DM for my party because it's, uh, you know, a bit more direct. Considering that the fighting giants, I don't want them to be overwhelmed the first time they fight a fucking giant. So, these three areas mm-hmm. are all impacted by a giant's like little quest. Yeah. Which is. Uh, you know, aside from everything else, the the dungeons you go through later, the fights with big bads, I actually think this is the most compelling part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. Is like how they've written the giants in their own little esoteric way of thinking. Yeah. Golden Fields being attacked by hill giants, right? The hill giant in charge of all them, a uh, a big fat, big old fat lady hill giant. What's their name? Durr. It's like Durr or Gur. Yeah. <laughs> Something stupid. She thinks. Well, if I. Just become the biggest hill giant, the gods will notice me and we will be favored. Mm-hmm. That's her logic. So her goal is to just eat as much as possible to the point she can no longer stand or walk. She's in a broken cart. Her dex is one. Her dex is the, fucking one. Her speed her. is zero. Yeah. Her speed is fucking zero. Yeah. So that's the way that the hill giants think, right? Oh, bigger is bigger is stronger. Bigger uh-huh. is in charge. The fire giants. They went into Tribor looking for a piece of the uh, some giant machine mm-hmm. that they think will lead them to. Which I think is a really cool story. Super cool story. Um, and the Frost Giants are looking for, what's the ring called? The Ring of Winter. The Ring of Winter to Held bring about the Winter Artemis that never ends. Simber or some such name. Which is another one of those pieces of shit bullshit things, by the way. Artemis Simber, whatever his fucking name is. They literally write in here that you cannot find him in this adventure. No, you can. If I'm not mistaken, you you find. We actually talked about him previously. Um, I don't remember which adventure exactly, but I do remember the name. I feel like he was a ghost at the library. Yeah, out of the exactly. Yeah. Um, but more than that, uh, I'm pretty sure that Ring of Winter appears more times in Chapter Seven than the fucking word giant like they write that fucking ring of winter every two fucking lines and it's you can't so even stupid. find it in the adventure oh it's so stupid you can't even find it so nope. like their whole thing is they're on a, the defrost giants they are chasing that guy down looking for the ring of winter they come to branch Hander. he's not there you have to defend against frost giants but that that ring is nowhere to be found in this entire adventure okay so here are the ultimate fights that happen you either get uh let's see Three frost giants with two winter wolves and Brinchander that you have to figure out how to deal with. You're at level five, by the way. You're dead. Uh, I think challenge rating eight, seven, eight. Uh, frost giants are a challenge rating nine, I believe. I'm pulling it. Up it right would there. go hill. Frost giants an eight. eight. 
Okay, eight. Then yeah, hill, stone, frost, fire, frost. Oh, cloud, yeah. is that right? Cloud storm at the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so three frost giants and two winter wolves. Uh, in uh, Tribor, you get uh two fire giants, just just the two that are digging up what they believe is the piece of the ring that they're looking for. The machine. Or two hill giants with some. I think they have. They have. Ogres. They have goblins and ogres. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know what I'm picking, but, you know. Uh, well, let me... I want to remember the name of that fucking machine that they're looking for. Hold on. Just because I... Just, just for my own bullshit. Tribor. I don't think I wrote down the name of it. Vonadod. Uh, uh, the 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 Vonadod, I think, is what it is. I think that's the name of the rod that's finding whatever they're the looking for. The rod of the Vonadod is looking for Vonadod fragments. Yeah. Which is part and, of a giant fucking machine. And literally all that rod... It's a magical rod that just detects where that thing detects is. Detects Vodanod fragments. Yeah. So, yes, obviously the fights... So, the fights are especially challenging if you stick around with Bryn Shander. They're only survivable because you each get an NPC to control. All of which are challenge rating zero pieces of shit. They're, they, they are meant to be like a, an aid, right? Do the aid uh -huh. action, basically. And if they survive, they give you special quests. Basically, they give you they give you an NPC quest, which is essentially what Chapter Three is for. <laughs> yes. So your NPCs determine your little extra quests, and where you defended determines where you go next, more or less. At least you're in that part of the world. It wouldn't make sense to go the opposite part of the world. Yeah, you're to not do thinking because because these attacks are. It, it described this adventure early on as. Um, I forget what words they used exactly, but it's there. Nobody's in a rush. Yes, yeah. They're, they're, it's months between like giants doing anything because it makes sense. Giants are slow, methodical creatures. Yeah, they they basically say, you know, under unlike other ventures where players are under pressure, you're not under pressure. You're just chilling. And I think a lot of the reason that they explain that to DMs is because you're not going to have whereas other adventures you have three, four, five normal encounters a day. In this game, you're going to have one deadly encounter per day, and yeah. then you're going to rest immediately afterwards. So they say Storm King's Thunder is not a ticking clock adventure. That's the sentence they use. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention, we, we kind of skipped over chapter one. Chapter one would be how you encounter the Cloud Giants because they are looking for the Nightstone or something that they think is important. Some such bullshit. Yeah, so that is how you might encounter the, the cloud giants. You don't encounter the storm giants. They don't have a thing. They no. don't care. That, doing... The entire point of the entire point of the game up until chapter ten is you are trying to find a way to get to the storm giants. Yes. So you know you get involved in their bullshit, whatever their bullshit is, because you learn more or less that you need to go talk to the storm giants. And the way to do that is because is using what's it called a conch, the conch, of, te the conch, conch of, of teleportation, teleportation. which makes sense because the storm giants are underwater, so they use conches of teleportation, they, like SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, of course. Uh, they have each leader of each kind of giant has this little horn that you can blow and teleport to the Storm King's castle, the Maelstrom. Yes. Uh, so you basically have to go. Okay, well, we dealt with these dumb giants being attacked in this town. They're nearby. 
go fuck up those giants over there. Yeah, or or you know, maybe you realize that trying to fight a horde of frost giants isn't in your bag, and so you go somewhere else. So let's let's go to the table of contents here. Because you're like, oh well, you know, we go out into the savage frontier, we deal with some barbarians, whatever, no big deal. Um there so yeah, there are there's only what, uh you know, a couple dozen, three or four dozen locations to go to in chapter three. Chapter but, three has like a million fucking things. Yes. But uh, just a couple of notes I took, because I don't want to go through all of chapter three because it's bullshit. We can just talk about the end important stuff, the, the encounters that you actually have to have. Um, there are a bunch of barbarian tribes. I personally would join the Sky Pony tribe because that's just a great name for a bunch of barbarians. It's a great name for anything. Um, pick, pick anything yeah. in the world, name it Sky Pony, it's better. Yeah. Tavern, um, a a a cookie, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, a rock band. Yeah. Skyponing. And then in a score, uh, the suggested encounter is a fight with one or two adult blue dragons and their gargoyle guards. Natch. You won't live through it. Probably not. You are level six at this point. In I chapter believe? three, I yeah. think so. You are, chap- you are level six. They are challenge rating 16. A single one of them with a single breath weapon could wipe out half your party. Adult blue dragons probably. are 16, is it? Adult blue dragons are challenge rating 16. Ancient red worms are 23. No fucking way they're doing that to you. They are doing that to you. Chapter now, what they th- say is that, level six. that what they're saying are the dragons are away and you have a small window in which to explore their nests and fight the gargoyles that guard it. And if you get in and get out quick enough, you avoid the dragons. But if any of the gargoyles alert their dragon kin or dragon masters that something is amiss, the dragons will swoop back down and fuck you up. Or if you come when the dragons are not away, the dragons will fuck you up. So you might just want to avoid that one. If, if, if your DM says you land in a score, just walk away. There are other areas that are just like that. If you go to um, the Berg of the Frost Giants, mm-hmm. which is really far north, it's basically a fucking iceberg that they've enslaved people to chip away at an old, more or less, a castle that's there. Okay. It's just a deadly place. Yeah. Full of Frost Giants and white dragons who've been enslaved by them who are trying to use you and still will try to kill you. Everywhere you go, everything is like that, except maybe yes. the Den of the Hill Giants. The Den of the Hill Giants is actually pretty doable. So yeah. So but but um, just finishing up chapter three real fast. Uh, the one thing that I love in it is the inner circles uh, forced encounter that you have, where you just gain access to the teleportation circles that the Harpers use. That's fun. I think They're- that's a Great way to get around the world. We kind of skip over in each of these, like, all the factions that you can join, but they maintain pretty consistent factions Yeah, that are available throughout these. Um, even, like, NPCs in the in the Berg of the uh, Frost Giants are, like, Zentarim mages, I'm pretty sure. So, like, It's yeah. all pretty consistent. So I like that. There's a lot of great lore and stuff in this adventure. Mm-hmm. Just not a lot to, like, do. So my problem with it is that this, and you, you, you see it in every single chapter, especially between chapters uh, five and nine, no matter what you do, no matter how you try to RP it, 
every single one of these chapters has to end in a fight and with you killing the giants. There's no way around it. Correct. Every time it says players can approach peacefully, they will maybe get an audience. Even the even the fat hill giant thinks, oh, maybe I'm going to eat them. And then they and the player's like, well, we need your conch of teleportation. And no matter what, the giant tries to smash them. Yep. There is no way around it. You have to fight. You can RP trick discuss your way into getting some help or like people not getting in your way. Mm-hmm. But you end up having to fight the, the giant at yeah. the end. And they're usually a pretty powerful giant at the end. Aside mm-hmm. from the hill giant because she can't move. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, but, you know. I was talking, I, about the, talking about powerful giants. The stone giants. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's come back. Let's, we'll get there. So we're, we're kind of skipping chapter four. Chapter four is a bit boring. I'm not going chapter by chapter. This, this adventure is ridiculous. That's fine. Well, but actually this, this book, this adventure goes in a very logical order. It does. Uh, as opposed, it's not, it's not really open-ended. Like aside from chapter three, which you can kind of go wherever after the chapter three, it goes in a very logical progression. Chapter four, the chosen path. Where you just, you go to the eye of the all father to try and figure shit out. There's some good stuff in here. I like the description of the temple and whatnot. I get confused at the end because at some point, the cult of the dragon comes along with an airship to help you. (laughs) They just want to give you a lift. And like, I read it a couple times. I'm like, did I miss where I befriended them? Like they just show up and decide, yeah, we're going to help fly you wherever you want to go. Okay. Like, did, did you read anything else that, like, I'm going I didn't through it see... again right now. Uh, Dragon Cult is airship. Blah, 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 blah. Strange vehicle. Yeah. I, from what I remember, they just lower the ropes, invite you on board. Yeah. You can kill them if you want. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. And they'll take you wherever you want to go. Pretty much. And I, I don't, I didn't remember anywhere in the book where it said that these guys are your friends or are going to help you. It made no sense to me. The cultist orders are to steer the ship as the characters direct. Uh, they come to you on behalf of Clouth, the great dragon. Clouth has offered the ship to your service. Mm-hmm. Why? That's a great question. <laughs> so, but anyway, chapter four is essentially setting you on your path, letting you know more of the history of what's going on and letting you know that you have to go to one of the uh, four, five, one of the five hill stone, one of the five giant groups to get their conch to get to the storm giants underwater. I'm really like going back to this now because I don't remember Cloud's motivation. Right? I think, he, I think he just wants characters to go faster because he doesn't like the other big bad we haven't talked about. Okay, well... It made no sense to me when I read the book, and I was like, okay, well, whatever. So Sends an airship, which is one of the ways the players can travel. Right? It, it like It's one of the only ways you're going to get through this shit. You need to find a way to fly. Otherwise, you're not going to do shit the rest of this game. Well, if you can't fly, you're not making it to the Cloud Giant Temple, that's for sure. Yeah. So your first option, Den of the Hill Giants. It's very direct, straight-up combat, no real RP possibilities. It's also kind of a fun little you know, dungeon because it's, it's not just like a cave. They kind of built like a beaver dam with a building on top of it. Yes. It's really, it's really unusual, but yeah, more or less you can't, 
you can approach peacefully, like sneak in. But like we said, the end is the end. Yes. Chief Guh by the, is the name Guh. of the chief. Um, just this fat ass, can't move, just just loving life and trying to get noticed by the gods. Chief Guh. Um, but yeah, all the hill giants are challenge rating five. Uh, your group, which is level seven, I believe at this point, should be able to handle any of the stuff that the hill giants throw at you. Um, you know, they're a bastion of hit points. The only downside that, is that they're pretty dumb. And if you fight one group and the other group hears them, they'll just keep coming. So yeah. you might get a multi-wave encounter. Yeah, you might be fighting four or five hill giants at a time, but y- your party should be able to handle them. Well, there's also point. some Etten's, Bugbear's, Otyugs, like there's some other non Yeah, but there's things. nothing that's like uh there's no like leaders of those kinds of races. There's no, you know, bugbear captains or anything. It's just they're bugbears. They're not hard. They're challenge rating a half to maybe one or two if they have a the leader. The Otyugs are challenge rating five. Because of because of the disease from the tentacles. Um they have a bite and then a disease that makes them poisoned. Yeah. And I think there's more to it than just poison. I I Got uh, I remember uh, Odeus having a terrible disease. Target it reduces your hit point maximum. Yeah, there it is. Fuck that, by the way. Uh, so, but they can get reinforcements from nearby too if you take too long, including a wyvern. Mm-hmm. So that's important. But eventually, you go fight Gruh, and it's actually really great. The way to kill her is to break her cart and roll her into a hole. Or just kill her. You I can kill she her. Like a, she only has like 160 hit points. Uh, Chief Ga has... Her, her AC is 9 and she has 160 hit points. So as long as you have a, a ranged character... Like everyone just have javelins or something and just sit back well, and she, just... She can reach 10 feet. Uh, yeah, just sit back 20 feet. So... Oh, you mean, oh, sorry. I was picturing spears in my mind, not javelins. So, you know, she can throw rocks but doesn't has a finite amount of rocks. So as long as you're just shooting them from far away... Easy fight. She's she's dead. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't even do that much damage. Yeah, Guh is just so fucking dumb. Yeah, it, it's this. This is the easy route. Yeah, well, um, it's not so easy route. Next one, Stone Giants, which shouldn't be that much more difficult, but it is. Are exceedingly. I, they're actually probably the one I would like to fight least, aside from the Frost Giants. Exponentially more difficult. And why is that? Because of the ones that can turn to stone. Are you talking? Yeah, the, no. The yeah. Olak Mora. The Olak Mora. Which the great stillness. Mm-hmm. Giants, certain giants in the dungeon have meditated for an hour. More than half, I counted. And at the time, they they petrify them. Like you rest for an hour, you petrify for eight hours, so you basically fall asleep. When you come out of it, you can innately cast three times a day, either Melinda Stone or Stone Shape. Cool, no mm-hmm. problem. That's fine. Or once a day, Stone Skin or Time Stop. Time stop. time stop. I rest for nine hours and I have the ability to cast time stop. Time stop. Like time we've stop. talked about time stop. They gain before. tremor sense, so they can just feel you coming. Yeah, we've talked about time stop before, but I don't think we've ever actually said what time stop does. So I'm gonna just read it real fast. Please. You briefly stop the flow of time for everyone but yourself. No time passes for other creatures while you take one d4 plus one turns in a row, during which you can use actions and move as normal. So let's say they only roll a one. Any giant that you fight that has this gets to beat on you for two rounds with you unable to take reactions or do anything. No. 
What? The spell ends if you affect any creature that's not you during this time. Time stop is for buffing yourself and then ending with a free attack. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I cast time stop, right? That's an opportunity to position myself well, to buff myself, to hide, and then at the end, get a free fucking smack in your face because no. the attack will basically have advantage. Right? Or set some sort of trap or, or any number of things. Exactly, right? Or run away and get other giants. Yeah. It's essentially the reason that Delayed Blast Fireball existed for a long time. That was a horrible combination. Time Stop is a ninth level spell that they're giving to Stone Giants. Yeah. Which are like challenge rating six. Seven. Stone Giant. I'm pretty sure there's six. Stone Giant. Stone Giant. Seven. You're right. Yeah. Um, But yeah. No. So it's this is not an easy place to fight because, like I said, plenty of these giants have this ability, including their leader. And some of them Ooh. are very well concealed. Yeah. Just sitting in rock waiting for you to walk by. And waiting to push you off a fucking cliff. Yep. They're just sitting there, melded into stone. There's a really cool thing in this area, though. Um, the Gorgon Mud Pool. Yeah. There's like a... There's like a pool of mud, Natch, right? Uh-huh. And a, like, tomb, more or less, in the middle of it. Thane's Tomb. Right? Is that what I mean, this area? Yeah. I believe so. And you can, like, fight the giants. The The mud can p- petrify you, which is horrible. But if you get through it, there's this tomb that you can, like, touch. And it'll suck you into it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just answer three questions perfectly, honestly, omnipotently. There's also a rock. There's also a bird. you most likely will have to fight. Yeah, if you approach, right... <laughs> If you approach in any in any visible way, there's a bird. Rocks are challenge rating 11. 11. Which makes it by itself the hardest thing to fight in this entire thing. If you uh, are on an airship, it will attempt to destroy the airship. So you'll come crashing down. Which is probably your best bet to fight it, because otherwise it'll probably try to pick you, one of you up, take you away, eat you, and come back and do that again and Mind again. Mind you, it again. only attacks if it's like instructed to do by the rock handler, or if you come within, I think, 100 feet of it. Yeah. So it's got a pretty limited range, but still, but, if a rock hits you, let's go Let's go to a rock's page here. Let's go to that uh, multi-attack. Two attacks, cool. No, of course. Yeah, sure, right. Talon. Plus 13 to hit. Mm-hmm. Plus 13. And does, on average, ah, 23 damage and grapples you. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It carries you away and eats you. The bite does 27 um, damage. So. so, but ultimately, it's sitting on a nest right at the top of the entrance. So you have to sit on the right side of the entrance to be as far away from it as possible. Otherwise, it will try to come for you. Yes. So uh, the stone giants that live here are very cool. I actually really like them. I think yeah, that they're, their whole vibe is cool but they're being led astray right by mm-hmm. the seer who leads them um where's that fucking lady's name what's her fucking name why am i dumb kyalithica she's hiding at a temple later in yeah right hey she's got the conch of teleportation guess what we need it from you mm-hmm. she surprisingly doesn't want to give it away She's carving 
questions into stalactite to like find out things about the future, right? But it's also kind of crazy because she can like merge into the stalactite mm-hmm. and like hide, and will wait there until people get close enough and then beat the shit out of them. Like that's her whole that's her whole strategy. Doesn't the uh, I'm looking for it right now, but doesn't that stalactite or stalactite have a name? Like, isn't it named specifically? Yeah, it is called the something 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 something. Uh, Steinfang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you destroy it, doesn't the entire temple collapse? Well, I remember that if you wait, you can get the answers to her questions that she carved into it. When the Steinfang drops zero hit points, it explodes, and each creature on or above the island must make a DC 15 deck saving throw or take 70 bludgeoning damage from flying debris. There's a lot of moments like that where something can just do a lot of bludgeoning damage to you. (laughs) Yeah, they're giants. A creature melded with Steinfang when it explodes, take no damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't question do it. She, you know, you fight her. Maybe you get her conch. Stone Giant Temple overall, I think, is more deadly than you'd expect it to be, but not mm-hmm. still the most deadly place. Yeah, I'd still give that to the Frost Giants. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fire Giants. We don't have a lot of time, so we're gonna move a little faster. Yeah, we talked about the Frost Giants um, and what's going on there. Again, Ring of Winter, Ring of Winter, Ring of Winter. They're looking for it. Go find it. <laughs> Oh, wait, you can't find it. Go fuck yourself. Uh, the coolest thing that I, I did want to talk about just briefly is that the ice giants at some point have captured dragon eggs. And so the mated dra- mated adult white dragons uh, have been essentially enslaved by the frost giants. Correct. That's the one piece of RP that I think would be a lot of fun is trying to get the eggs, free the dragons so they fight with you against the frost giants. But then the dragons will, of course, turn on you because they unless are you keep white one egg and threaten exactly. them exactly like the giants did. Exactly, unless you in turn are evil. Correct. Which I love it. Is absolutely insane. Well, white dragons are pretty dumb. They're more mostly like animals. That's how they've been, you know, tricked in the yes. first place. Yeah. Um, but it, it does make me feel bad for the giants a little bit. Giants never. I'm sorry. I the dragons. The for... dragons. A yes, bit. dragons. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. 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 Uh, okay, fire giants. What's going on here? Oh, let me get to my chapter eight notes. Do, 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 do. Uh, oh, I just put anyone who picks chapter eight with the fire giants is a moron. <laughs> so let me just. Um, uh, the one note uh, that I did have here, I, I've got a couple. Um, one, uh, very rarely are there multiple fire giants in the same place. The book does a good job of spacing them out because more than like one or two at a time, like if you took on three fire giants at level eight, you, you're dead. Like, yeah, there's a lot of yak you. folk, there's salamanders. I love the yak folk. Love the yak folk. Young fire giants. Yeah. Um, there's a chimera fight in section one that I think would be very interesting. Iron gold. Um, they're only challenge rank six, so it could be a good little warm-up fight. Love a good chimera fight. Um, the main the main giant, what's his name? Zalto? Yeah. Well, Duke. Duke Zalto. Uh, best thing about him? He's wearing a ring of lightning resistance because he's smart. He's like, I'm already immune to fire. What are they going to attack me with? Lightning bolt, probably. Not anymore, baby. Yeah, they. he's a tough motherfucker. But that's kind of the main problem is you're going to have to fight him. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to fight him. You're going to fight him and probably most of his family. Uh, they are all fairly easy except for his wife, who is as badass as he is. Yeah, they're a dynamic duo. Um... And you're going to have to plow through a whole bunch of yak folk to get here. Which I feel bad about because they seem like nice people. 
Um, I'm kidding. They're neutral evil. They're terrible. But probably my craziest, like, what the fuck were they thinking moment in this entire chapter is at the end. That, and it might not happen, but at some point, Zalto asked for an iron flask that some drow were getting for him. And if they if the drow make it back in time, he gets a hold of Megara, the Dawn Titan, a challenge rating 23 gargantuan fire elemental. Which is in the flask, right? Yeah, which is just in a flask. And he's planning to use it in the Adamantine Forge so that he can continue to craft things for eternity. Um, or you can get it and maybe pilot your airship with it. it. It's so fucking stupid. Like, what is this creature doing in this game? It's just stupid. Like, that point has nothing to do with the story. It's just something extra for stupidity's sake. And I think that's a lot of this book. Yeah. Well, the Iron Flax is supposed to, like, contain a genie generally, I think. So they just put, like, something really big inside of it, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the special delivery at the end. Yeah, but it serves no actual purpose in the story. Uh, Megara the Dawn Titan, challenge rating 23, Gargantuan Elemental. I'm just going to open this up to tell people a little bit more about this. So, 341 HP. Um, magic resistance, legendary actions, fire aura, fire form, create fire elemental. Yeah, that's a lot. So, you so, don't want that to happen. No. Um, but it's it, the book mentions that it will most likely be avoided if you go indirectly, kill the fire giant. The drow will realize that the fire giant's dead and just leaves so that they can keep the flask. Which is a separate quest all on its own, frankly. If you know about it. Um, chapter 9, we can move on to the cloud giants. This has more RP opportunities than usual. Um, you can start off relatively friendly in the situation. Yeah, you can just walk but, up like, hey, what's up? And they'll be on alert, but you'll, they'll talk to you. Yeah. But eventually, of course, it will end in a fight because they don't want to give up the conch. Correct. The woman in charge, what's her name? Countess Sansuri. She's a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit. She's literally puts on different masks to showcase her different emotions, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think she so. has also previously captured an Aarakocra and has been making clones of it. She killed the original and had him stuffed. I love that she's making Simulacrum. Well, she gets a special Aarakocra. version. She can make multiple. Yes. It's like, fuck yes. that lady. Um, which brings up probably the best part about chapter nine. If you are stupid enough to decide cloud giants are the way to go. Um, there are so many spell scrolls and spell books in this chapter that a wizard would just retire on. We should shit. probably just make a note. The treasure in this adventure is good. Yeah. There's a lot of good treasure. But you're not going to get all of it ever. You're going to get one sections in chapter one two. You're going to get one sections. Best. Yeah. At best. So don't get too excited. Um, and yeah, if you're a wizard, you're the one pushing for the cloud giants. Yes. So yeah, you fight your way through the castle. It's a relatively small castle, but it's cool. It's another flying castle. You can't get here unless you're flying. Right. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think it's neat. I think this is the one that could be the most interesting to engage with. But um, you're going to die. But you're going to die. And it's challenging to get here. Right. Yeah. You have to have some that flies. You have to you have the here. airship. Um, or some you have flying to have befriended a dragon, which is hard Gets to do. Get some griffins, you know, something. There is a captured dragon here, right? So he might help you attack if you free him. Or get away, yeah. Or get away. Uh, but you want, you don't care about getting away. If you get the conch, you want to get the conch. And I, the fuck If out. I was DMing any of this, if somebody, if like a party 
wanted to try and steal a conch, I wouldn't stop them. No. I'd, I'd figure out a way to work it in. Yeah. Um, it would be difficult, but I, I wouldn't say, no, it's impossible. You have to fight. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like the giant leaders like particularly value having it on their person at all times. Yeah. They I think in I think especially in this chapter, it's, it says that it's in uh, the uh, Duchess's uh, bedroom. Yeah, they just kind of keep it around. They don't care. Yeah. They're not going back there. They don't fucking care. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to, like, sneak in, I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. How much time do we have? We're almost done. We're almost done. Let's go Three chapters. to the next section. Chapter 10, you get a conch from wherever you got it from, and you go to the storm giant lair. Maelstrom. And at this point, you learn about all the political intrigue that's happening. So we've been avoiding talking about exactly how this political intrigue is happening. A blue dragon has infiltrated the court of the storm. Disguised storm as giant. a storm giant. cloud giant? Storm giant. Storm giant? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she, Erithin, what's her name? Yeah, Ilfarin or something. Irmrith. Irmrith. She is advising the evil daughters... And has is basically responsible for the assassination of the queen, mm-hmm. and the driving of the king using kind of, the cult of the kraken. Cult of the kraken, kraken. Uh, and she is essentially the thing you have to do away with. Yeah, she's the worm tongue. You gotta, you gotta kill the exactly. worm tongue. So you end up in the maelstrom, <laughs> deep underwater. Right? Probably. So there's two things I love about this chapter. One, they they clearly describe. If you try to get down there without the conch, you will die from pressure killing you. Correct. You take seven bludgeoning damage every minute, and it is miles under the water. It's it's well, it's only like three thousand feet down. I thought. I thought it was like a couple miles. Uh, three thousand feet. I mean, the you'll running still die, breath would kill but... you. Yeah, but nonetheless, so pressure can kill you. And then also, I love how the storm giants sleep. They wrap themselves in kelp to anchor them so they don't drift away while they're sleeping. I think that's kind of cool. And of course, down here there are. Killer whales, storm giants, hulking crabs, giant crabs. Uh, you might run into other kind of giants, sharks, everything. Yeah, you know. This is the dungeon at the end of the adventure, more but or less. There's almost no fighting here. Yes, it's all talking, learning. Um, unless you piss off the blue dragon in disguise, in which case she may try to turn some guards against you. Yeah, you want to deal with the political intrigue at this point. Yes, but ultimately you decide whether or not you're going to go try to find Hecaton or if you're going to go straight into the big bad fight. Which is the... You could... Uh, let's see. Here we go. Once you find Hecaton, you fight a Kraken. So in chapter chapter 11, you essentially have to find, again, a way to fly because you have to look over this entire sea to find the Morkoth, which is essentially a squid-looking ship. Yes. And on Morkoth is Hecaton, it, along with a very massive spell book in the captain's cabin. Note to any spellcaster out there. But then, so essentially the Kraken battle might not even happen. If you get onto the ship and get Hecaton and just conch of teleportation away, within an hour, the Kraken never shows up. If you're still there after that hour, the Kraken shows up, but it, it attacks the ship. It spends two rounds crushing the ship. So again, you have two rounds to decide if you're going to try to fight a Kraken. Don't try to fight a Kraken. Or if you're going to contra-teleportation away. 
And then after two rounds, if you still haven't left, then the king is going down to fight the Kraken and he will get rocked. So here's the 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 trick in making that decision is the conch you have can only be used once a day. Mm-hmm. So if you showed up at the Storm King place at Maelstrom and then very quickly went to go find Hecaton, you might not be able to conch away. Yes. In which um, case, you're going to fight a Kraken. Yes. Or die. Well, you're going to die. Yeah. If you can't teleport away, you're dead. Um. So either way, you got to go back to Maelstrom, right? You go back to Maelstrom, either with or without the king. You give either the good news or the bad news. And then everyone realizes, oh, the blue dragon is actually there in disguise this whole time. He's been fucking with you guys. Go kill him. Yes. And you get a little entourage of giants. To fight. And you, and you go fight. Now, on top of that, there's the blue dragon. There's some Yanti. There's some gargoyles. There's even a mummy lord down there. A Netherese mummy lord. Child rating 15. Uh, if you end up fighting that, sorry. Her lair is also underwater, right? Her No, her lair is in a desert. Oh, She's the desert. queen of the oh, desert. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I think there's purple worms nearby as well. There are purple wormlings. Yes. I don't think any. You know, I don't think you encounter any actual purple worms, which is good because you're already dealing with a ridiculous amount of shit. But ultimately, you have a bunch of giants to help. So as a DM, I would probably just have them off dealing with bullshit while you, as a party, deal with the dragon. There's good treasure down here, though. Great treasure. If again you can kill a, an ancient blue worm. Uh, six plus t- ten plus magic items, right? Challenging 23 creature in its own lair. Lots of gold. <laughs> <coughs> Overall, again, I think the optional nature of this adventure is the only de- is the main downside. Um, I think that the complete and utter lack of RPing on top of being mostly useless information in this book is it's just the book takes up 300 pages or something. And you only use about 70 of them. Yeah. Unless you're going to replay it. It's not worth it's it. It's not really worth it. I think it's a fun adventure, but it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I think that, especially for a group that, like, our group doesn't really like to RP all the time. I feel like there are several people that we play with on a normal basis that would love this adventure. Yeah, that's true. I think it'd be a great little, you know, fight it, fight once a day kind of story. I don't know. I love the story of the giants. I am taking away that story of the giant kingdom, what they used to be, and going to apply it to future worlds. Like, so. I think that's such a cool little bit. My computer's freaking out right now. Yeah, like like this, taking pieces of this adventure and inserting them into other adventures, I think that would be fun. Absolutely. I think I'm going to do just that, like the, the Burger of the Frost Giants. Like, that's a place, right? The flying yeah. towers of the cloud giants, those are things. I think I'm going to steal all sorts of chunks out of this and apply them to other adventures. Yeah, I like Even that. their missions they have. Like, oh, you know, we're hill giants. We don't like the way the ordning is structured, so we're trying to do something about it. I think that's cool. I think that's a great little thing. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fire giants trying to find the Vodanod pieces. What an adventure on its yep. own. Yeah. Right? Oh, you know what? They're fi- they're looking for pieces. There's fire giants all over the world. you gotta you got to go get some pieces to stop them, you know, kind of thing. Like that's an adventure. That's, that's an, adventure an adventure in itself. Yeah. yeah. I think each piece of this is valuable, but the adventure overall is lackluster. Very much so. Okay. I rate it a three out of seven. I was going to say a three out of 10. So I like that. 
Uh, We went a little long. Sorry. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. I forgot to mention that earlier. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. Go to Twitter and let me know what you thought about my idea to run Curse of Strahd, but instead of Strahd, it's Spike from Buffy. And as always, we'll see you next time. Till then.